Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy oh. Tuesday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call Roll on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. We appreciate you tuning in and joining us here for another marvelous edition of KRC on the Big X Sports Radio. Nick Roush, how are you? Probably pretty good, I'd imagine, because Lamar fumbled. Yeah, I... Uh... I woke up to like my fo- my phone was just uh, 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 and I just had a group message that was going bananas. Mm-hmm. So, but I I didn't actually see the fumble. Did he knock it out of his hands again, or is it a legit fumble? They were the the Ravens were in cruise control when I fell asleep. I just my group message was also wild and crazy deep into the night. The last text being at midnight. I I, I just don't get it. I don't get how these folks can do it with kids, wake up. They don't wake up as early, but even if they're waking up at like 730, I just don't just don't get how they do it now. Uh, it Especially was your- Monday night, because Monday's like a, all right, dude, I just watched eight hours of, I've watched football for like 12 hours. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm. Monday's like, I, I'll i be lucky if I eat dinner because I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Like I just want to get into bed. Dinner, maybe, maybe not. We'll see if it if it if we have time for it. The Justin Kalen, I don't have time. But I don't get it. Uh, one's a big Ravens fan, so I guess that uh, you know, I'd stay up for a late Packers game if I had to. But, right. Right. Um gosh, I would just be miserable the next morning and not not an ideal situation. The one thing about that is though, Thursday's the first time for football to come back. So a lot of people, myself included, look at Monday as like a last ditch effort for the next three days. Yeah, but Fair. like it's only Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, but that seems like so long. No, mm. I, I, I mean, not after the sun, not after the summer. It's kind of maybe nice, it'll feel uh, long. It feels long, I guess, maybe depending on who Kentucky's playing sometimes. But but like a lot of times, it's like, oh, finally, I can watch something else on TV besides football. You know, like this is time to catch up with shows on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's you know? true. That's yeah. true. That's a good time to um, to do that. But apparently that did happen. I wasn't even planning on watching any Monday Night Football because it's, it's like, come on, I, I just don't care about these teams really that much. But they had the Peyton and Eli broadcast, and I wanted to watch that, and that was fun. Did you all did you all check it out? I did. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, until I turned it off. But I I woke up early this morning and and saw all the YouTube. Great, like anywhere from 10 to 20 minute highlight packages where you're seeing literally every big play in the game. But it, uh, I did, I watched it up until halftime. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. obviously there are, with it being broadcast number one of, I believe 10, there's a lot that they could do to make it just a little bit better. But Peyton Manning talking football, I, I don't care if the setting was uh, nails on a chalkboard behind him. It's just fun <laughs> to listen to that guy pick apart a game plan, an offensive game plan, or a defensive game. He just he knows more football than everybody in this room. He's forgotten more football than everybody in this room knows mm-hmm. combined. 
Um, and that should be the case. He was one of the best players in the NFL for two decades, basically. He that I loved it. Uh, Eli's awkward, but still well, provided provided good context and good good analysis himself. I really I really liked it. The for <laughs> Brooks said that Eli reminded her of Andy Bashir. It just had the the really crisp, tight, like the, the stiff collar, just nerd look, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I mean, I thought it was doesn't look on. like he could really like let loose, even if he was forced. <laughs> right, right. But the thing is, though, is like it did. Some of his jokes did do deliver a little bit harder when you look stiff as a board. But I, I think going back to your point, Terry, they, it it was like sitting in a film room to watch some of their stuff. And especially when they brought Ray Lewis on for the second quarter, and they're like, "Ray, what would you do here?" And he's like, "You know, I'd show the blitz and then drop back and in zone. You know, just try to keep everything in front." And he's like, "Ooh, they went man here." You know, like you you get them talking about certain things. You know, they're talking about the different numbers where, you know, uh, I had to convince my guys what who the Sam was, and and you know, there's also some some good ball busting with uh, Ray Lewis. They showed Eli stats against the Ravens one game, and he had a 0.0 quarterback rating. So, like, I, it was great. And what I thought made it even more lovable was that they clearly had no idea what they were doing from a television oh, standpoint. Yeah. Like, there was nobody getting them to commercial break. You had fire alarms going off. Like, it was, it was madness. The fire alarm part was, was funny. Um, I, they need to just remember that if they aren't showing the game, it's completely worthless. Like, I love to hear Peyton Manning talk, but that game, and it doesn't need to be on the small box, that game needs to be the majority of the screen 24-7. Yeah, and they Because I'm not, I, like, I want to hear this analysis, yeah. but most of all, I want to watch the game. Right, So, right. got to show the game. Early on, they... It, it was bad early. It, it was worse. There was a few times they were like, oh, gosh, they're moving so fast. Like, they were like, show the game. Like, you know, because they could see that the camera was on them. Uh I that's the only thing I would I would I would fix on. I don't need the guest. I swear I like Charles Barkley, and I don't watch anything specific that he's on. But I'm kind of sick of Charles Barkley. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I love Charles. I think yeah. he's a good dude. It, nothing that he has said that makes me. It's just like everybody always uses him as like, oh, he's gonna say something outlandish. It's like, I mean, it wasn't that outlandish. It was just like. When Derek Carr, he's like, is he going to keep overthrowing people all game long? Like, I thought that they was... They did the picture of him in the... Co- like, it's always, like, go- making up fun of his golf swing, making fun of how big he is, or... It's an easy crutch. It I-, is. I can't blame him for first game. Like, this is going to soften up, you know, this is going to be a nice, some jokes, haha, to kind of break us in. I don't think Charles Barkley says no to... Uh, Anything. Anything. <laughs> Being a guest, podcast, whatever it may be. I, I, I cannot get away from him. Now, I do like him. Luckily, I, if I, I didn't like him, uh, it'd be a different story. But how can you not like Charles? He kind of tells it like it is. You don't always have to agree wholeheartedly with his opinion, but at least he believes it and uh, doesn't really back down from it. But, yeah, the guest stuff, I don't know. I think what they could use is going back to what you alluded to is they could use, like, a host. They could just use somebody to get them into breaks, out of breaks, into okay, we got to kind of move on from like Peyton trying to put on this helmet on his forehead, which was kind of funny. Like, and Eli just was real quick with the forehead jokes, which was always a uh, good, clean fun. They just need somebody to kind of polish it up, keep it moving. But at the end of the day, let those two be talking with it being 75% of Peyton talking. But I, I enjoyed it. If you didn't catch it out, it was on ESPN2 last night, the regular broadcast on 
ESPN. I do wish somehow they could maybe like get crowd noise in the background Dude, a little well, bit if they could. They they also just the night sound in general was way off. Like the whistles were so loud. You like I I had to turn up my television way too loud just to hear them talking. So like the the volumes they've got to mess with, they got to tinker with. There there's some stuff they've got to work through. But ultimately, I think it's it's going to be for the for the best. I was really excited about the Peyton and Eli broadcast, and I turned it on last night. Hand up, I was not a big a fan as I thought I was going to be. My wife hated it. I, yeah, I don't know if it's because it was week she one. Hated it. I don't know if it's because it was week one, and like you said, TJ, it wasn't really polished. You didn't really know who was taking you in and out of breaks. Um, it was almost like they were there was two co-hosts. But only one co-host, because I mean Eli. Ne- Eli took it to break what twice. I get what you're saying, and I, I it needs it needs to be polished up a little yeah. bit. There's way they can improve on it, but I swear it, it may. And I'm just a sucker. I you know I said the same thing about Tony Romo, and I did not like Tony Romo as much as I like Peyton Manning, although he seemed like a nice enough guy. That's just strictly probably Cowboys sort of stuff going on there. But I, I just love hearing smart football minds talk football. Yeah. And it and it does kind of go to show, Roush, that even mm-hmm. the guys that like ESPN or CBS, the professional broadcasters, they're they they just they don't. They know, but they don't know like the players know. They don't know like a Hall of Fame, one of the best quarterbacks to ever throw a football knows. And that's what makes it so like I gotta watch it because I'm gonna learn and hear stuff that who would have? And it, and it also just a reminder of what's going through these quarterbacks' brains when they're getting up under center. Like first off, you have people talking to you in your ear in the huddle and on you know up in the booth through the the, the little Bluetooth, and then you get up there and you've got to read what the defense is doing. You got to figure out if it's man, what kind of coverage they're in, who's blitzing, who's not blitzing. Love it. And then you got to know what your teammates can or can't do. And the fact Peyton Manning who didn't prep for the Ravens' defense or didn't prep for the Raiders' defense and hasn't been the last few months in those locker rooms with Ravens' offensive players or Raiders' offensive players to basically just call plays before they happen, it's it's pretty nuts. Also makes you think that like some of these former NFL players, especially quarterbacks, probably could make a killing on gambling if they wanted. You know, you can do like first play props and do this and do that. Yeah, they, they probably would would uh, do pretty well with some of that stuff. If, the thing if they is, though, to is get you, you do have to at least kind of see what the look is to you know do. what's going on. You but, do, um, but yeah, that and that's what is fun to watch is like because and and I think that's what people like me might miss most from the game is just being with people who talk smart about it and not like in a roundabout way, you know, where it's like, okay, they're in cover one. I, it, that Those little things you don't get in a regular broadcast mm-hmm. that you just, you miss. It, yep. And it was kind of like sitting in a film room with two guys who have, you know, they've, they've, been around the block a time or so two. It's almost like they were too smart about it, though, at times. No, no, and I want that. I want too yeah. smart. Be yeah, yeah. as smart as possible. I would rather have that. If you want the other stuff, then go to the regular broadcast. But there, there's, so there's two type of people that are going to be watching the Peyton and Eli broadcast. There's the, the football gurus, the ones that understand all the lingo, and then there's the people that just want to be entertained by the Mannings. So it, it's almost like a fine line you got to walk if you're the Mannings where you want to dumb it down a little bit. But you still want to sound smart. It, it, I, I don't know. It's tough. It, it's to Eli's tough. credit, he was he was being the one that would be like, "All right, Peyton. So what does that mean?" Yeah. Could just also that's pay, true. Uh, yeah. Eli not knowing, but <laughs> forget Eli, successful NFL quarterback. 
as much as it didn't always look super pretty for him, he still found ways to to get wins and kept Tom Brady and the Patriots from having an undefeated and Bill Belichick from having an undefeated season, which is pretty crazy. I think that was my wife's issue, Justin, was she was just like, they're making up words. Yeah. Like when Peyton would go up there and yell all the cadences and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, she, she wasn't a fan of it. I enjoyed it. Lamar cost the Ravens the game, fumbled in the fourth quarter, fumbled in overtime. Yeah, he did. That's just the thing with Lamar, and I'm sure every Ravens fan knows it. You're going to take like these 40-yard runs and these 70-yard bombs and 17 sacks a game. You'll live with all that, but you just have to know that the fumbles are coming too. The turnovers will be there Mm, as well. And it happens. It, It happens. We will need to talk a little U of L today. I Whoa. They, they've just lost their minds. Oh, yeah. They really have. You know, we, like, mentioned the the stuff on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was we, – we definitely under-talked about it. And we had our own game to talk about, obviously, so that was going to be priority number one. Uh, 840 yesterday just took – like, it was basically just a rant line. And they just like caller after caller after caller go. And it went on forever. And people were just like, I- I'll never come back if they don't make changes. I'll give them one more chance. But if it's ever well, that bad that's again, why people, I won't go. Some people said they won't go back, period. That's why people go to Louisville games, though, is to get the beers. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's like a it's like a social setting. Right. One guy did call, and he was like, I had clients with me, and that was the most embarrassing thing in the world. If I took, I could have taken my clients to Jeff Ruby's and guaranteed that like the service wouldn't even – and that's probably true, obviously. But – uh People were furious about it. And you're right, the social aspect of it, and when you take out the number one social aspect of it, which is drinks, food, the, the likes of that, then you know, did you really go there for U of L Eastern Kentucky? Because if you did, they weren't even ha- they weren't happy about that either. Right, right. Uh, they were very furious with that. But then people so upset about the game, which I get it, like especially – you know that's your that's your Saturday night. You had planned for that. You you paid money for it. You took a lot of time out of your day to get down there, all that stuff. And then the place you're going, their fire festival. It they don't do anything on their. They don't try anything. They don't do anything on their end. It's kind of a mutual agreement that we're going to pay money. We're going to do what we are asked to do. You all just put on a show and put on an event. And U of L and Cardinal Stadium really failed at doing that, and folks were livid about it. So what ends up happening, Roush? They get find a scapegoat. Sh- they they always just have to have somebody to blame. That's not really the people that should be blamed. People should just be furious of Vince Tyree. He's the director of athletics. He is overseeing that. And the fact that it was like that is his fault. The fact that it was like that, and he didn't tell anybody beforehand that it may be like that. That rubbed people the wrong way uh, in in large numbers, Roush. It wasn't so much that it was a complete disaster. That stuff can happen. It's always disappointing when it does. Mm-hmm. But if they were spread so thin, center plate, I think, is who does the concessions at UofL. If they were spread th- so thin because the Michael Buble concert. Do you know anybody that went to that? No. Down at the Yum Center? No. Not a... Didn't Shay? I want to, <laughs> I want to like Michael Buble, but I just I can't. Like, you know, he does Christmassy things. Big Christmas guy, but I just, I don't know. Something about Michael Buble, not for me. He's yeah. a great Sesame Street song, though. I'll always give him that. Oh, does he? Say what you want to say. Da-dum-bum. It's good. I'll have to keep that in mind. Believe in yourself. Believe in... See, like, I like that kind of stuff, but for... I think it's like the way he talks is really weird. 
It's like it's like a very missa- yeah when he's not singing it just yeah. it's, it's weird. It's, he's got like he talks with a little it's it's little I don't know it's, something's off. It's just I don't like it. I like hearing you describe it to be honest with you. Uh yeah, so they he was playing yet a bats game as well. One of the soccer teams may have been in town. I'm not 100% sure about that. Supposedly and, and there's obviously staffing shortages all across the country. Point is, if those things are all true, you didn't know that going into it. You could have <laughs> let people know like you all have got to be patient with concessions today. It's going to be a nightmare. Or we're just just going to Get like as many 30 packs as each gate and let people bring in their own beer once they cross the line. Vince Tyree is going to speak with the media today, shocking. Uh, but he says, he, I, I think he's going to try to do something to make it right. And it's going to be like a free beer thing. Or there's going to be some, they're going to need to get as many fans there for Central Florida as they can. And that line got down to seven and a half. So they don't all blame Tyree. Some folks were upset with him, rightfully so. He deserves the blame. What do they do? Let's let's blame the low-level staffer with old tweets. It's a UK fan's fault. It always (laughs) is. It's always this inside job. Like, what I'm about to say is truly how some Louisville fans feel. And it's going to sound made up or sarcastic or fake. But this is truly how a good chunk of Louisville fans feel about all of this stuff going on here. And that is this UK fan who was hired by Vince Tyree, who's a UK grad, is the KSR leak. He was hired by Vince Tyree to be in charge of U of L fan day game day experience. Game day, I think the fan days uh, added that part too. I think he's in charge of the game day experience for U of L athletics, and he they sabotaged this first game on purpose. All this was because he hates U of L. He had L's down, Roush. <gasps> he one time made a strippers joke. <gasps> Hookers. And worst of all, he had pro UK tweets. <gasps> Pretty wild. They found this kid's old tweets from 2014, I think, up to 2017. Yeah, I think most I saw were 13 and 14. Yeah, there there were yeah. some later ones where he did like an L's down in seventeen or something. But like, like that. folks, it's really hard for some people's brains to concept this. Where he probably was a big Kentucky fan. Yeah, didn't like U of L. Yeah, then U of L offered him a job and was going to pay him money, and he probably said, "I don't care that I disliked U of L. I don't care that I liked UK. Go Cards L one C four." But U of L fans wanted him fired, wanted him out. They were very mad. I don't know how they don't understand that folks who are fans of different teams can work for different athletic departments. And, like, why – like, would he really put his job on the line just as, like, to get revenge as a U.K. fan? It's so stupid. I mean, people put their job on the line to not get a vaccine, so. That – I mean, that – all right, Justin. Good point, you, Justin. You, you went just, like, a, a direction I was not planning to go there. Because, like, rivalry <laughs> – apples, apples and oranges. I, I, I think that, like, the some folks that take this rivalry so seriously, but, like, are like have no idea. I mean, absolutely no idea. Like, just like, okay, it actually really doesn't matter that much if you've got a job. You're going to go wear Louisville stuff, and you're going to be happy with it. There's I, – I just – I don't – the part that also kills me, too, is they're like – how could they not have vetted him before? It's like, are you really checking to see if this guy? No, I mean, you dingus has found it until this disaster happened. Flo- and this nut in Florida like searched him out, which is even weirder and that is his own right. But 
Because huh. and he's like down the totem pole now. It's one thing if this is the athletic director, but this is like one of how many marketing people they just have working for him. Like it's not a. I I just I was shocked at the not the stupidity, but like how much they legitimately thought that it was the, it was the UK fans' fault. Not only was it his fault, but it's also the I can't, this is Vince. He can't he can't vet his own guys. It's like, what? Do you really expect him to do that? Do you expect him to to go back and scrub all of his tweets for Kentucky or Louisville content? Like it, it really is wild that this even became a story. Let alone blaming the guy for it. Like it's kind of like it's it's funny to point. Like it's funny that that's the case, but it's not actually this guy's fault that your game day experience was not good because he was a Kentucky fan. I just don't know how their brains. This is U of L's fan letting Deputy Doofus take the reins of how you all are feeling and your your perception of where things are at right now. This does not matter. But that kid, who I don't know who the kid is, I don't know where he went to school or anything like that. Uh, supposedly, people are saying that, you know he's family friends of Vince Tyree or something along those lines. Nepotism was involved, which Uval fans were just loving and slurping up when Bobby Petrino had 13 Petrinos on staff when they were winning. Yeah. Then when they were losing, right, nepotism, right. bad. Uh, th- this is this is what happens when you all let the clowns run the Ooh. show. This stuff does not matter. But real life does matter. And here's a kid. I don't know how old this guy was or how old he is now, but I'm assuming most of these tweets are when he was either in high school or even before then. Uh, young kid, tweet, and you want him to lose a job because of that. It's just weird to and, me. And the it, worst part of this all, too, is like, uh, he was a Kentucky fan once? Didn't didn't Vince Tyree go to UK? No, uh, yeah. and, and Howard Schellenberger, their sure. best coach ever, was Paul Rogers, their, their, uh, I mean, like, world-class play so play broadcaster. So stupid. So a UofL fan that I appreciate his opinion on reached out to me because I, you know, I was like, Louisville fans have lost their mind, and and he he basically said, yeah, we have, but I, I and he he admitted that like this has gone too far with this kid. It's it seems like weirdly personal, and that needs to stop. Like there, there is the context of rivalry, but that he 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 agreed that he thought maybe had gone a little too far with this kid, but. He did say that you just you don't you you don't get what you will never understand what it's like to be a U of L fan right now, like a diehard U of L fan. Oh, uh, right where like just everything's terrible. He's like, just imagine everything that you could ever be excited about since 2015 just isn't there, or if it is there, it's very short lived, or it's most likely you're just going to go months with bad news, one embarrassing thing after another, after another, after another, after another, and isn't that so true about life in so many different regards where you really probably don't know how somebody's feeling unless you could put yourself in their shoes and we never really can we never fully can can do that so I I do understand that I'm sure and you're living in a city that is more and more and more and more becoming blue each and every day mm-hmm. and that's not to say that UK has the majority but I also wouldn't if there was and there's no way that we're ever going to be found out I also wouldn't be shocked to learn that Kentucky already has the majority in this city I wouldn't be shocked if that turned out to be true. Again, we'll never, ever be able to find out. But if you're a Louisville fan, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to, to hang with it. So that's fine. I understand that there are some things that I cannot understand with this. You live in a city that is close to 50-50, your rival. You haven't had anything to really smile about for the last six years. Uh, you have UK media members breaking stories before your own media members do, which Roush would seem to indicate 
there is somebody in the athletic program or the academic side of things, just in the university, that are leaking th- something to UK media members, what I would just remind you of all fans, and I don't think this is going to make things better for you, but there's there's more than one person, folks. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and, just, and, and it's both. It's right. not just athletics or academics. It, there, there's multiple people in both because – uh, they think sometimes U of L isn't doing things right or the right way, and that's the way to get it out. Because I think also they would worry about how some U of L media would cover. But neither here nor there. I understand that there's some aspects of this I can't seem to to grasp. When you cross over into like a personal life sort of deal, as so many of these U of L fans have done with this kid, that's when you you need to genuinely take a step back though and say this is probably consuming me a little too much. Like, I, I understand in sports, I understand this could be really difficult. I could understand why this is frustrating. Coming off the heels, Roush, of Saturday night's fire Festival disaster at Cardinal Stadium, they, they are looking for somebody to blame. you got to blame the bigwigs, folks. you got to blame the millionaires, not somebody that's got an entry-level job that's maybe making $42,000 a year. Like, he's not he, – yep. he, getting him out is not going to solve anything at UofL. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not. Well, it'll be one less Cats fan in the athletic department – then you better go around and vet everybody. You don't think U of L fans that are working in athletics have said bad things about U of L in the past? He was just dumb enough not to scrub his own Twitter before he took the job, and that is dumb. Yeah, but I, I really can't stress enough, U of L fans, you got to stop listening to the goobers, and you got to start listening to people that have a little bit of common sense and perspective and all this stuff. And that being said, Mike Rutherford was like not thrilled. He was saying if this happened at Kentucky, the guy would be gone so quick, you'd, you, you'd never even know that it even happened. What? No, it wouldn't. No. Nobody... It was at Kentucky, they'd probably just laugh about it and like make the guy feel like a goober for a day at the office and then just get over it. I know there are people that are not Kentucky fans in the athletic department. I know there are people that were on the team that weren't fans of UK. I know there were, pe- there were coaches that weren't the biggest Cats fans. Was, wasn't there a guy most, who most liked to grow up. be like, oh, I wore a U of L shirt underneath my jersey? Yes. My UK jersey. And you know, the and nobody cared. No. Nobody made a, st- and he could have been lying about it, but nobody made a stink about it, anyways. Because the more attention you show to those trivial and petty things, the more you're going to stay upset. That's just life. The more you get upset about the most minuscule things, we have a Cats fan in the athletic department, then you're going to realize you're starting to get upset and triggered about everything. And maybe Louisville fans, well, they're already very clearly there. And granted, there has been some big things that have happened that should frustrate them. But at the end of the day, you all are mad at your football team, and you're mad at your athletic director. And you're taking it out on one guy. And don't take it out I on just... some kid just because he used to be, uh, he go, went the wrong way in the rivalry. And we and we have a lot of examples I mean, of UVL fans going over the top with this stuff. It's just like... Old tweets are definitely that's that's a thing now. Is you you get the old social media posts and people get canceled and yada yada yada. This would be the dumbest way for somebody to get canceled. <laughs> it's like a guy making very basic Louisville jokes as a kid. Yep. But you know, I mean, and you should be able to. We should encourage people to make rivalry jokes online as children and should not punish them as adults. Stupid. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is making things worse for the next generation. Yep. You're really encouraging people. Like, come on. That, those tweets are true. You're proving them right. Wolver fans are the worst. Yeah, there's a, gr- there, there's a group, and it, they seem, at least on social media, like the vocal majority, uh, huge losers. Like, get some perspective, folks. Calm down. Take a chill pill. All right, we do need to talk Kentucky football. We got news yesterday. I listened to the Mark Stoops Coaches Show, which was electric. Do you listen to it? No. 
Ah, it's good stuff. Not man. a coach's show guy. Because oh. he he does a lot of the same. Like, I have to do the press conference, so it gets kind of recycled. So I, I tag Jack in for that one. If you're, like, working out or something, it's just a quick way to kind of make an hour go by because the segments are, like, 10 minutes and then They're they take short, a commercial yeah. and then it's 10 minutes and they take a commercial. All right, let's go to a break. We got to talk about that. Uh, we had the luncheon press conference as well. Roush was tuned in and paying attention to that one. And we've got uh, NFL, got some college basketball news as well. Got a lot to get to on today's KRC, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. Too low depth, but we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfatable, so please don't try to face it. But I'm back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfection. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Learn to play golf. You mean golf. Golf. Frisbee golf, Jerry. Golf with the Frisbee. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you tuned in with us. Let's see here. 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18. 17 players eliminated in week one of Survivor football. Mm. Tough. Packers took out three, unfortunately. And looks like it's kind of evenly split between the Falcons. Who's taking the Falcons in survival <laughs> football? Who who thought that'd be a good idea? Whoever hates the Eagles. Somebody had uh, the Ravens last night, which just the first game of the season on the road, Monday Night Football, that's the team you thought for sure was definitely going to get a win this week. Hey, if Lamar hadn't fumbled, maybe. Maybe. Maybe would have been a little bit different. But uh, thanks, everybody, that signed up playing there, playing in the college football pick we're always appreciative of that, and we're always appreciative of people that uh, reach out and visit and check out our sponsors, especially Salsaritas. And I don't know if folks know what's going on with Salsaritas. It's a game changer, Roush. This week only, Taco Tuesday comes to you, free delivery, what? when you order directly from the Salsaritas app. Wow. You're not, pay- you're not paying an extra dime for delivery. Not a dime. So if, you, if you've always said, I've wanted to try Salsaritas, but it's, it's out of the way, my lunchtime doesn't, it doesn't work out that way, this is the week to do it. You download the Salsaritas app, which we've been telling you to do for about two years now. It's going to save you money. Now it's going to save you big time money and convenience because they will deliver it right to your door when you download the app this week only. And, you know, for our listeners outside the Louisville area, I don't think this applies to you. I don't think they're going to be dr- driving to, like, Trimble County to drop off some Salsaritas. Could be wrong about that. I don't know. You never want to count out Salsaritas. But for this week only, free delivery. If you download the Salsaritas app, you can get their delicious quesadillas, tacos, burritos. It is Taco Tuesday. Chips and spicy salsa directly delivered right to you. And they've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through And reminder... Uh, as a lot of places are, but this place better than the other. Salsaritas is hiring. No late nights. You're going to get to work with your friends. They've got a referral program basically saying if you bring your friends in to work with you, you're going to get more money, which is like a double bonus. Who doesn't like working with their friends and who doesn't like more money? So if you know any high schoolers, you're a high schooler yourself, college student, 
uh, somebody just looking for a little extra cash here or there. They're, it's a it's a fun place to work, and anybody that's been there, you've never seen anybody there upset or disappointed work, and they all look so happy. So check it out, Salsaritas. Now I, I'm hungry. I kind of always a, do. I kind of have a qualm with Salsaritas, so I got that notification yesterday on the app mm-hmm. that it's free delivery. So I'm pumped. I'm like, hell yeah, it's gonna be a great lunch. Got my cart loaded down. Guess they're closed on Mondays. No, no. I don't think they. Permanently are, but just with for the time staffing being. shortages, they've done that in the past. Man, it was disappointing. That does stink. But now I got what a, I got that to look forward to today. So and, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, they and they'll they'll take it right to you as well. So it's also Rita's delicious, delicious place. Roush, what do we got to start this segment here? Uh, did you see all the weirdos at the Met Gala? It's yeah. like an annual like weirdo convention. Yeah, it really like. And the thing is, is they probably point like look down on the ner- like at the nerds that go to the comic cons of the world, and yet, man, they really are weird at that thing. And I don't even know what it is because it's not a concert. It's not an award show. I don't think. I don't think it's an award show. It's just a gala, which is just they just get fancy and they sit there. Yeah, nobody really knows for sure. <laughs> so weird. I saw one guy dressed like he looked like a king. Um, and it's also a weird mix of people like Russell Westbrook and AOC. What do they have in common that they are at the same place? They're both rich. And yet she had on a tax the rich thing, too, which is just funny. It's like, how do you get elected? Who are these dumb people that like see <laughs> that? And they're like really sticking it to the man, not knowing that she is the man. Right, right. Like, it's right. A, you know. Man, a shame. Woman. Yeah. Don't want to get canceled. Don't need U of all fans coming after us. Looking at your old tweets. <laughs> That's the thing. I bet I, you know, I wouldn't doubt if I had a stupid tweet out there somewhere, which I'll say this you send the stupid tweet to me first, you'll get money <laughs> instead of going public with it. <laughs> I can be extorted. Oh, man. But it's just that I, I saw those. Those were funny. I've had uh, my Twitter account since 2009. You don't think there's a dumb tweet? out there somewhere there is just come to me for like Tyrion Lannister you come to me first <laughs> you come to me with the tweet and uh you'll get you'll get taken care of although the only scary thought you know screenshots live forever but photoshop nowadays plausible deniability that's photoshopped yeah. that's photoshopped hacked and hacked oh gosh we haven't had a good hacking lately have we oh you of all guys should have came out and said he was hacked on like six different tweets over the course of four <laughs> years <laughs> it was the long play they knew I'd be working in U of Athletics someday, and they Ooh. got me. F- hey, funny trick you guys should do in your old group message. This is just classic gag. Say something really just brash, and then, uh, oh, man, I was hacked. Wow, that's so. I don't think, I mean, I think that's. Like, uh, you make a joke about somebody's wife or something. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you took my phone. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's all that funny at all. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really be funny if you were like, 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, text on into the show, 502-414-1450. Hey, Kentucky got a commitment yesterday in football. I'm pumped about this commitment, too. And maybe it's just because it's a position of need sort of situation, but uh, has all the tangibles. And uh, Mark Stoops on the co- – oh, I got we, we were going to talk about the coach's show. He bragged about C- Chris Weshery. This seems like a kind of more aware Chris Weshery. Yeah, it, but it's also one of those – he's the number one Juco cornerback in the nation – you can find three clips of him playing cornerback 
in college well, on the internet, yeah. and it's against an option team, and two Ooh. of them are tackles. So, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> he was a quarterback last year. I mean, that was they, they moved him over 6'3", 200 pounds. Great athlete. You know, has a crazy 40 time. So, like, the tools are there. It's just a matter of harnessing them. And I would much rather have Kentucky's secondary coaches coaching him up to do that job instead of him being at Mississippi State or somewhere else. Yeah, some nice programs wanted him. And with JUCOs, there's always a, a bit of a presumed risk. You you need this person to be with it faster than your freshman. But for reasons Ralph mentioned, JUCO game, uh, there's a reason they're in JUCO. Not always has to be nefarious or anything like that. But there's a reason that they're in JUCO and how it translates. Sometimes Kentucky's had some great JUCO players, some that you have probably completely and totally forgotten, forgotten about, about, but they yeah. even played yeah. a, a down at and Kentucky. In, in this guy's case, like Brandon Eccles was in JUCO because he was a quarterback in high school. He goes to JUCO, moves to corner, and then now he's in the NFL playing. I, you know, it's a little bit different because Eccles had two years of playing it, and this guy still tried. Uh, DeCarlos Nicholson's his name. He at least did a year of quarterbacking before realizing, eh, let's just let's go be a defensive back. So, uh, but nevertheless, if you're going to get a JUCO guy, get a top five JUCO guy that's number one. Don't get the JUCO guy that played fullback and now is going to move to what was it, tight end? What was the? Who's the guy that Jody Dimling got all hyped about? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I forgot. I think tight end. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was. H-back. That's what it was. He's going to be an H-back for Scott. I, I'll, I'll take the guy that Kentucky's getting. He, he officially visited over the weekend. So, uh, Big Blue Nation, you certainly played a part in this. Mm-hmm. Those pops in the crowd, that, that played a part. And, that's, and, and we said that. And we talked about why that game was so important going into it. This UK football team has momentum. The program has momentum, but coaches, players, and recruits want to play in crazy atmospheres and pack stands. That's what they got on Saturday. We'll give a pass for Chattanooga this Saturday because every single college football team in the country wouldn't sell this place out for a Chattanooga game at noon. Whatever, take care of business. It's uh, I think this is coming at a good time for Kentucky. I won't care about the fans in this one, but yeah, that's why that stuff matters, and that's why it's it's important. Uh, and he got to see a good game, too, and got to see a Cats win. And Mark Stoops in the coaches' show was asked a lot about that. I can't re- – and I, and I don't listen to all of them. But I, I would say I'd at least at some point listening to probably 75 or 80% of them. Maybe not not the whole hour always and whatnot, but definitely tune in here and there for them. And, Roush, I've never heard one that people were so, like, kind of critical of Stoops. They, they, they were mostly polite. Uh, I think humans, or at least Americans, or at least people that I know, are much brasher um, than they could be. So, like, none of these questions were mean or rude, but they could have just, like, made them a little softer in the way that their deliveries were a little, like, harsh. Um, But, you know, all the the talking points were brought up to Stoops by callers, and some of the callers, again, maybe a little over the top with their negativity. But hats off to Stoops because just answered all the questions – like a professional like and he was all right with them he understood that like these are this was a 50 50 decision or this was a yeah that 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 is problematic he did old stoops back in like 14 when things weren't going great he would not really give this stuff the time of day the way i remember it he was kind of sometimes like cold he would be harsh back he'd be a little bit like Nose in the air. I'm football coach. Well, what you're, am I going to do? Yeah, you know, he you could like hear him throw his hands up. Yeah, you know, he he 
sometimes would be like, I, I'm, I'm the football coach, you're the fan, I don't need to hear this from you. Or uh, That's funny you think that, but you're so far off, I'm not even going to give you the time of day to explain it. He explained his answers pretty well. Asked about the field goal, and, and he, he did it for pretty much everything. Some, some caller was like, yeah, I really enjoyed the win, it was a nice win, but they really dinked and dunked all over for you, and I really felt like we were going to lose because you weren't making the changes defensively. Which, again, just you could have softened that up a little bit and said, what are we going to do about the yeah. dinks and dunks moving forward or something along those lines? And Soup said, that's a fair criticism. We didn't, we weren't happy with it. We didn't like it. But at some point, you got to give Mississippi State – or not uh, Missouri, excuse me. you got to give Missouri the, the benefit of the doubt. They made the plays they needed to, but we need to polish some things up. Guys were out of position. Gave the coaches answers, but, but answered it, I think, professionally. Then he was asked about the field goal in the fourth and one, which we yeah. talked a lot about yesterday. I respect his answer, Roush. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, though. I don't like it. What yeah. What did he give this time? Because the thing that Stoops does, and it's why I don't, I don't really even ask a lot of those questions anymore. He goes to the default. Well, you could have gone this way. You could have gone the other mm-hmm. way. And like I just like it. It provides no insight anymore. Like the. Well, if I could have had it again, I might have done it the other way. Like well, they, they, this they, provided they... a little insight okay. in the sense that he he basically said it was a no-brainer. Like, yes, he he did think about going for it, but to make it a two-possession game, he said, you can't think twice about that. Yeah. And he, without saying as much, he kind of alluded to, like, a confidence thing of the kicker, being like, this was a no-brainer. We know he could go in there and bang it in. I, I wasn't going to second-guess that. I wasn't going to second-guess if we put our kicker out there and make it a two-possession game. And what I would want to express to him, though, and I'd like to like hear him comment on it, but he, he you know, he, that's not going to happen, is that like everything you've built at Kentucky and the identity of what this program has turned into, which is tough in the trenches first and foremost, and you, you un, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think you can debate it, but I, you can debate anything technically. I think this is the best offensive line you had, and you had a chance to put the game away by just going out there and saying, hey, get a yard. All you guys get a yard. Everything that we have built here at Kentucky, go get us a yard and bring us home this victory. And instead, you bring in the kicker, which brings in missed field goals, um, blocked as we saw. Where if you don't get the one yard, it's their ball right there, and defense go find us a way to win the game. He basically just said it was a no-brainer because the two-possession aspect of it. But yeah, and it's also there's like a if you don't get the yard. And you go, they tie it, you lose in overtime. You look like the biggest doofus in America. You know, uh, you just do. Because it is two possession. And the way that uh, Will Levis, he was on with Max Duffy and Miles Butler. He talks with, to him for about 40 minutes on uh, Pennant Deep. I listened to it on my way home from Lexington yesterday. And he was like, yeah, there wasn't, he just was like, there wasn't really a conversation. It was just go out there, kick it in the game. I mean, if you hit, you make the field goal, it's a 37-yarder. It's not like it, it'd be different if it was a long kick, too where I think you would give it some more thought, but should have just banged it home and been done with it. I just uh, a yard right there for the taking. And I, I think it, it if you – and he was asked, I think Leach was the one who brought it up to him, but, like, do you all have percentages of, you know, over my time at Kentucky, this has worked 70% of the time, this has worked 80% of the time. And Stoops said, no, we didn't have that, like, readily available. And that is something you also have to remember. This is in-the-moment decision. Mm-hmm. You don't get a ton of time to think about it. And, and and Stoops kind of tried to paint it as like, yeah, once it was blocked, I get it. People thought we should have gone for it. No, no, no. I thought we should have gone for it before you'd even decided to kick the field goal. 
and I hated feeling a little validated after it was blocked, but that's the stuff that can come into the equation. Now, he is right if the field goal goes in. People like me just say, oh, oh, well, I would have done it differently, but that worked. That's the game. Kentucky wins. Uh, I just think one yard. You can't tell me that Chris Rodriguez or Will Levis, that the the percentage of them getting one yard is worse than the percentage of a 37-yard field goal for UK. I I refuse to believe it. I'd say it's about the same. Refuse to believe it. Well, how many times? Is uh, you you don't I, trust Ruffalo as much as I do, though. I a thirty-seven I, yarder. I, I, I really trust Ruffalo to make and, that. And that's nice, but I just think special teams. I mean, Ruffalo drop off since McGinnis has been there. Thirteen of fifteen in his career. That I that's that's fine, goal. and they keep him mostly short. Thirty-seven yards, totally in his wheelhouse. I I understand that, but the snaps this season have been off. That's not just a one-time thing. That's been multiple times, which I had noticed. Yeah, but you said start that that start, start looking at okay. it. It's it's like. I don't know. I mean, he's a new long snapper, I believe. There isn't really. He was last year's long there's snapper. There's been more high same ones guy than good that, ones from what Same I've guy seen. that Scott it in the uh, Alabama yeah. game last got a year. Little, got, got a little muscle on him. Got a little muscle well, on been, him. Spending extra time in the weight room. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just, like, how many times has Rodriguez been hit in the backfield? Not many. Like, once in his career? Yeah. Something like that? So the but dude it, falls but, forward for right, three all right, feet. All right. Response. How many tackles for a loss did Kentucky have in the first 55 minutes of the game? Don't know. How many? I think one. Good. They had two in the final two possessions. So, like, the percentages say that Missouri was going to go down and tie it up because Kentucky couldn't get stops on third and one. They couldn't get stops. Like, that third and one tackle for loss was the first one they had all game. And then you have a sack for J.J. Weaver. They were only averaging a touchdown a quarter at that point, basically. But I'm I'm talking about like if we're doing the percentage game, sure, right? On third and one, you get, when Missouri hands the ball off, ninety percent chance they get it. Well, that one percent chance they didn't get it mm-hmm. changes the game. Yes. So like that that's where the percentage thing. I can't I can't blame Stoops for kicking the field goal there. I just can't. And I'm not blaming him for it. Like right. I I told I just disagree with the call, and I didn't love his explanation necessarily because at the end of the day. It, this isn't a Missouri. This like this. Not every situation is created equally, and not every team in these situations are created equally. But if you've got one of the best offensive line in the country, and you've got one of the toughest, hard and hardest running running backs that never gets tackled for loss, and you've got a yard to just say, who cares about kickers? Who cares about special teams? Kickers are weird. Kickers are wonky. And you know what? If we're worried about the defense too, it's just a yard. It is just a freaking yard. Um, and I don't think Stoops should be worried about his defense up to this point. That that. There were some breakdowns on Saturday, but folks, you still held an SEC team under 30 points. I think we're just so numb and used to that, but that's not the norm everywhere else. Not everywhere else, but uh, good call-in show. He took some, and they eventually got around to that, where it was like, man, we must have really kind of turned this thing around if we beat an SEC East opponent and folks are kind of not happy about it, or they've got some tough questions for us. And I'm fine with asking questions because it wasn't a perfect game, but I do hope most Kentucky fans are excited, like are happy or excited, oh, like aren't are. down and on I, themselves and or I anything think like that, that. Like this I, is fun. This is going to be fun. This I actually like that. Fun. I think when you after a win, you might even be a little more emboldened to ask those questions too. Probably you so. Know, like you're more confident in like, hey, everything was great except for I have these three things that I want to know about. And I'm I'm totally cool with those questions. It didn't have again. You could maybe be like a little kinder with the way you present them, but 
that's being picky, and Stoops did a good job answering them. And there is, I think there is some truth to it, though, that like the program standards have changed ever so slightly. This is nothing that happens overnight. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Some folks are kind of frustrated with how it went down Saturday. But I hope everybody can see the the forest for the trees and realize that like that was still a win. Didn't play all that great, but still a win. Yep. And you it, it you should take care of business to host Florida and what would be an absolutely bonkers atmosphere at the Krogue in a couple weeks. Obviously, some games, some tough. I think that Roush and I disagree a little bit about the challenges of that South Carolina game. I think it'll be a little trickier than he thinks, but oh, yeah, but garbage. we both agree. We both agree. Garbage Kentucky football should, program. Should win garbage that game. Fans. I just think it'll probably be a little closer than Roush leads on. I but know, that stadium kind of. Yeah. We'll have all next week to talk about it, and it'll be UK's first true road game. But I hope they embrace hey, that. We got guess who we got the, Saturday? Chattanooga. Mocks. Yeah. We hey Justin, we need to isolate underrated isolate little city that varsity blues clip and just get ready to play it all the time. You know what I'm talking and, about? And the pick six. I don't. You, you ever seen Mar- Varsity Blues? I have not. What? Oh gosh. Sorry. I mean, this is a Trevor not, Kelsey. Like, Trevor would string you up a pole because it's, it's a great movie. And when I say great, I mean it's only great because we were in, we lived in this time period. If me and Trevor sat down and had a discussion on movies and he found out all the movies that I haven't seen. But this one's I great. This one's great. It's MTV makes a high school football movie. So oh, that it sounds terrible. No, it's great. And it's when the MTV was like, it's like big. scary. You know, you see scary movie. I did. It's yeah. like scary movie, but for football. Okay. Yeah, it's just like it's, really goofy, funny, and just like plays on all the cliches. Right. Yeah, it's I'll check great. It out. it's wonderful. And the guy's name it's a is Wednesday is uh, Moxley. <laughs> and the way that his girlfriend says Mox, Mox, oh Mox, I just love. I, and that's that's how you get ready for the Chattanooga Mox, Mox. Yeah, I like. Uh, <laughs> I like the, Billy Bob's touchdown. The best, the best scene in the movie is when they're at the barbecue, and uh, don't ruin it now. Uh, Paul Walker is the the quarterback, that's the starter, the golden boy, and he's friends with the backup, James Vanderbeek. And Paul Walker, he's like, "Hey, son, show him this." And Paul Walker knocks an empty beer can off the dad's head, and then the other dad's like, "All right, all right, boy, <laughs> now it's your turn." And James Vanderbeek's like, "No, dad, I'm not doing this." And he's like, Mocks. You throw that football now, and he just nails him right in the face. <laughs> oh god! Now you don't need to see the movie, Justin. No, oh, it's great. That's seen a, it. It's a good synopsis. Uh, hour one done. Uh, hour two. Kentucky roll call coming up next. T.J. Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin scene You need to watch too. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Breaking news. We talked about it in hour one, so we need to do the follow-up. Vince Tyree is going to make things right, Nick Roush. Mm. How's he going to make things right? Probably a smart move on his part to 
release this stuff before talking to the media. Initially, he was going to talk yesterday. Probably just would have gotten grilled. Yeah. Now he can like spin it and talk about all the fun stuff that they're doing. Right. Long email to season ticket holders, all that sort of stuff. And just mentioning how they're supposed to have a thousand people working there on a normal game day. They only had like 250 or 400 there on Friday or on Saturday. Great way which, to open the season. Which, yeah. Season opener. Like, Naturally, that's the time that you're going to be totally understaffed and not prepared because you didn't have all summer to get ready for that right. stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's the way that that stuff works. Um, but mentioned how they're going to do it. They're they're going to start taking cash again. They weren't taking cash on Ooh. Saturday. Uh, they're going to have beer vendors walking through the seats. They got rid of those people for whatever reason. Which I don't know if I not come to think of. I don't know if I've seen them at Kroger Field. Not that well, they'd be serving that's, beer. That's but, an SEC football rule. But you can't have people. You can't have beer vendors in stands. Well, that was a Mitch Barnhart's rule would make sure that wouldn't happen anyways. So right. I think I've that, seen people carrying around. What about other candy. vendors? Yeah, I think I've seen people carrying around that's, cotton candy. You can't have beer vendors in SEC stadiums. Like for whatever reason, that um, was one of the rules that they when they were you were lifting the embargo, but no bourbon, except in sweets. Dumb. Uh, and you cannot have them selling it in the stands. I guess because I think now that you mentioned that, I do remember it. Because I guess, like in theory, they you, want your you would, like, lazy your big butt to get up if you're going to go get drunker. Well, and I think that, like, that in theory, you're going to the same person who could count how much you've drank instead of you know. I buy two beers up here, and yeah. then I get two beers in the stands, and you know. Like, you can't go to different concession people. Right, right. I I, I think that's the theory, though. I don't. The concessions have snacks, so they probably want them to get them there, so they buy some snacks. More money. Oh, that's another thing he said. They're going to have some beer, beer and drink only places. Um, that should help. But what everybody wants to know, as a token to our thanks, all beer, fountain drinks, and water, fifty percent off until halftime. What? Oh, that's oh, actually oh, awesome. That's going to be a drunk crowd. Half off till half off till halftime, baby. Man, that's actually a great. That's idea. awesome. I still think yeah. that like brings beers down to like five dollars or something, which still. is outlandish. But you can drink six instead of three. That you, there you have it. I think it's a cool move from Tyree. I knew he'd do something like they were going to do some. I thought it may just be everybody gets a free drink or something like that, but this is probably even cooler. Um, that's good move from him with his kind of back up against the wall. Fans, first off, don't want to show up because the team stinks. Secondly, after the experience people had on Saturday, they may be more hesitant to go back to Cardinal Stadium, especially if the team stinks. But half off beer. Now half off beer. Friday he, night. He, he threw out the bobber, cast out a line, and now he's reeling him in. Reeling him back in. By the way, you can't, U of L drunkards. can't give him free drinks in the state of Kentucky. No. Well, you, you can and you can't. There's always little ways around it. Jeff Walsh bought everybody a free beer at the Yum Center, and I think they had like a little like quarter, like – you know how it's like take a quarter, give a quarter. You like yeah. handed it over to them and you got a drink. Mm. So like there are – you are right about that. But there's – that's never stopped anybody it, from giving away free drinks. In the end, though, isn't this screwing Tyree and the athletic – whoever's working at the game? They're going to be twice as busy. No, because first off, that's the funny thing about Saturday is there's only 39,000 people there. And, well, they, no, and they stopped, it, and they stopped counting. That's 39,000, like quote-unquote. You know what I mean? It was like, really less than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, the Probably ticket like scanners weren't working, so they stopped even, like, keeping total track of how many people were in and then kind of did, like, a guesstimate sort of deal on, like, tickets sold and scan and blah, blah, blah. They probably will be pretty crowded. And if there's any, like, if they have any hiccups, if any of their card readers don't work again and 
all that stuff, then they're setting themselves up for a disaster. But I would think you'd have to be prepared for this one, right? You're offering all this stuff. You're coming off your worst like yeah. game day experience ever. I would think that this one you're going to try to do everything to make it right. And this kind of feels like – I think you can make a case that this is like Satterfield's last stand. Oh, they yeah, they yeah, lose yeah. Central Florida. You probably have lost – the good thing is the ACC is so bad. But if you lose to Central Florida, it's probably just like writing on the wall. U of L fans are really disappointed with like his demeanor, like how he's talking in press conferences and stuff like that. Just saying he sounds like miserable, doesn't sound all that interested. Uh, last week, Mike Rutherford had heard that practice was just like a ghost town, not fun. Nobody was really into it. So uh, this is a big one. This is a big one. And now they're going to make sure the crowd's at least liquored up. Boy, if they got blown out, it'd be a real shame to have all those drunk L fans all together <laughs> angry and mad with one another. Talking it out and and the whole thing is just, it's perfect. It's, it was a perfect idea. It's, it's gonna, I mean, it's, it's going to get it's gonna get people in the fans, no oh, yeah. less. I mean, I, I'm not a Louisville fan, but I'm half tempted to go if I wasn't calling high school well, football. You're going to be able to find tickets, I promise you that. Well, I got, I got other priorities. More fun. <sighs> Gosh, it will be... God, God part, of me, part of me really wants to go just to take it all in. Yeah. <laughs> it's be a really drunk crowd, and if they lose, that anger is going to turn on. Oh, man. You should wear your Kentucky shirt, too. No, no, no. I don't do that, though. I'm at least like, yeah. don't want to. Like, cause being and they're playing Kentucky, hell yeah. So if yeah. I go to a Kentucky game with you all, uh, you won't let me wear Indiana? That's just, you're just being a loser. You know, like, it's. <laughs> I don't it's have like, any other shirts, like, man. I don't think you're being a loser. It's just, you're like, how, how badly you're, you're do you need cr- attention? It's a cry. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How badly do you need attention? It's a cry for attention, and <laughs> it's unnecessary. I do like how triggered some U of L fans get with it, because, like, that should not also be a thing that bothers anybody. Right. But right. you know, you're going to get little comments if you do something oh, yeah. like that. So it's kind of like, do you want little comments? Is that what you're looking for? Because I yeah, like I would to just be wear just like left a the hell alone. Normal shirt. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah, they get worked up about it. Yeah. They there's, get very mad about there, it. There's I no wonder if they that. would get worked up if you wore an Indiana shirt, though. They probably wouldn't care. No. To a Louisville game? The obsession. It would be funny, like, how obscure of a college can you bring? Like, where's the line? Yeah. Wear an App State shirt. Like, I should oh, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That, that actually, would, how many how many people would be like, can you take him back? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Can we get a refund on him? <laughs> That'd be great. Gosh, you could keep it quicker in your pocket and just count how many times they would make that. It could be, be a, a pretty lot. good Marshall Henderson social experiment. Go there and just see how many <laughs> <laughs> Go there and see how many people say something to you. Oh, the Marshall Henderson social experiment. <laughs> people forget. Do you know about that, Justin? I don't know. Gosh. I'll explain it very briefly. Marshall Henderson, total goober. He tweeted out something like homophobic. Yeah. I don't remember the exact wording of it, but not good. He, he said words and, he wasn't supposed and to. This was like in 12 or 13, so you still couldn't do it then, yeah. but it wasn't quite like the lightning rod like it'd be today, eight years later, but still not good to do that. And uh, obviously everybody freaked out and was like, what are you, like, delete this? And then he came back like 12 hours later and he was like, uh, it was actually my gay friend who wanted me to post that as a social experiment to see the responses. Thanks, everybody that participated. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not what, that's not what you're doing. You weren't doing a social I, I experiment. I like that I got hacked more than that. Actually, social experiment may be the way to go. That's true. Yeah. So it, it's not, anytime you do anything wrong, it wasn't me actually doing that on purpose. This was a social experiment. Social experiment. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It was like the, uh, did you all see the game last night when Travis Kelsey was on? 
with the Mannings? I don't know uh, if I, I, I saw a little bit. I don't know if I did. Well, see Peyton, Peyton asked him at one point. He was like, "Well, what do you what do you do if a play call comes in and you don't like the call?" And that somehow the question got turned back on Peyton, and Travis was like, "Well, what do you do?" And Peyton was like, "I always do the like put his hand over his ears, like can't can't hear, can't hear you, coach." <laughs> Travis laughed. He was like, "I might have to pass that one on to Patty." Dude, I wonder if that's funny. actually true. Oh, I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I mean, I'd rather Peyton Manning call in a <laughs> play sure. than a yeah. coach, you know. And I, and that's kind of what Travis Plus Kelsey was getting check, at. That he would rather have Patty call call himself. Yeah, but. they're gonna know what's going on yeah. out there. <laughs> Uh, not all, not every quarterback, but the best of the best are going to know what's going on out there. That's what I was going to coach that, or offensive coordinator. That's what I was going to add earlier. I wasn't big on the guests either, but I really did enjoy Travis Kelsey simply because they were watching Darren Waller because the Chiefs play the Ravens next week. So it was, it was cool to see that. Waller played well. A lot of targets. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Like it was just like, oh, they're going man. We're just going to throw it up to Darren Waller every mm-hmm. time. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, get your text into the show, 502-414-1450. We'll head over to the text line now, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter says, which coach will be on the hotter seat when U of L plays Florida State? Ooh. I don't I know. know. Oh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't get hotter. Florida State's at least recruited well, and you can really sell the big rebuilding job. Whereas at least Satterfield, like, he had some guys, and now he hasn't re- he hasn't replenished the cupboard whatsoever. Did we talk about the kid that decommitted from them too? Did we mention that the UVL basketball player? No, no, no the UVL football player. He was their one. They had two four star commitments. They've got Papa, and then they had this yes. kid who is a athlete from Florida. He was only he's a short little guy, but he, he at least is really fast. He was one of the few that actually had like decent, respectable offers. Yes, and he decommitted with the exception of Papa Friday. I want they only have five, to go get that Popeye guy. They only have five commitments in their class. Five. Where were they at this time last year in commitments? I don't know. I mean, Cause it seems like they UK always, has 13 right now. Okay. Uh, seems like UofL always has, like, not a ton of commitments, and then all of a sudden you'll blink in one weekend and they've taken, like, 16 well, The year guys. before, in Satterfield's first recruiting class, he had, like, 23 in June. Because if you remember, That's they were ranked yeah. really high. Uh, you're right. And then now he's got none. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do because it it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of, well, so-and-so is going to come visit this weekend, going to be a big recruiting weekend. Here's oh, some guys that will targeting. It's like Harvard's got a higher-ranked class. What, or what? I mean, it's, it's life out loud. Indiana's got 13, too. What does – what would the reaction be for Kentucky fans if, like, on KSR or Cats Illustrated or Cats Paws, if one of you all didn't – have like, hey, who's coming this weekend? I mean, that's like what you need to. That's wouldn't like a wouldn't basic. you have like readers or something freak out and be like, hey, I didn't see the visitor list. Did anybody come this week? I thought there would be visitors. I didn't see anything. Like, I feel like Kentucky fans would be coming to you all, demanding this content, and you'd just have to come back and be like, we don't know. We we don't know if anybody was there. Like, we don't know if it was a big recruiting weekend. We don't know. We it doesn't seem like there was much interest because that kind of seems like how it's going for for U of L. It's weird. It's very very strange. He's got. I mean, they're they're gonna have they're gonna have to fire Satterfield after this year. They can't do another year yeah. of this. They couldn't. And of course, U of L fans starting now to kind of I shouldn't say all U of L fans, but starting to like realize what's going on. 
We tried. We tried, Roush. We did our part. We tried to let them yeah. know all summer that like this ain't gonna be good, folks. We were. We were. Being a voice for the people, they just didn't want to listen. Still haven't seen the clip of the Uval guy that fumbled the ball. Like, who just dropped it right before the you goal line. Seen it yet? Still haven't been able to find it. Oh, anymore. man. I've seen it multiple times. Well, if you can point me in the direction of a Twitter account that has that. that it would have been the longest pass play in UofL history. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I believe that. It, that's what Mike Rutherford said. <laughs> and it would have been the longest pass play in UofL history? 95 yards. 95 yards is a long way to go. It is. And how, then that, that gets you in, like, the program forever, Justin. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing. You could add your name etched in history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like, even if it does get broken, it, your name gets brought, you know, it was the longest since oh, so-and-so what, did it from the 95-yarder. How do you think Owen McHale treated that? Or Malik, whatever he goes by. I don't know if he was the one who threw it or not. Probably, I don't It's a good question. I don't know. I haven't seen the highlight yet. But probably <laughs> probably wasn't appreciative of it. Uh, I would definitely say Satterfield on a hotter seat than Norvell, though. Definitely. Although Even though, I mean. Horrible, horrible loss. Gosh. And it hasn't been all peaches and rainbows with Norvell. ACC Norvell-Bell. just stinks. Hey, what do you think about USC parting ways with Helton? So. Kind of a similar situation of like, everybody was telling y'all it ain't going to work with this dude. That's what they and, get for screwing my PT's lock of the week. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they let Stanford hang 42 points on them. Shocking. So, yeah. I, that really is one of those that. The fact that they held on to him for this year surprised a lot of people. And as soon as you get what you pay for, time to move on. So I I can't say I'm shocked because Stanford, I mean, they were moving the ball like a high school football team the week before against Kansas State and then scored 42 on USC. Enough's enough. But like I, I just don't know why. It, it's almost like they were – waiting for this good excuse and they just needed it to to finally deliver the death punch because helton, I don't think I don't know what like two games in does for anybody. Helton was like well like 8 and 4 he's an 8 and 4 9 and 3 kind of coach, you know. And he would he would have those losses that were really bad and they were too scared to fire him before and then he would go and win a few big games and they'd be like, "Oh, well, I guess we got to keep him around." So I'm thinking this time around, they're like, we've learned our lesson. We're going to fire him as soon as they lay a stinker because we can't have him go out and beat UCLA in the last game of the year when UCLA is, you know, in the playoff hunt, Pac-12, and then now we've got to keep him around. So I think that's kind of their thinking. It's like, we just got to do it now. Time to cut bait move on. Yeah, it was going to happen eventually one way or another. But uh, Bob Stoops supposedly second in line for that job, which is, I'm not buying that. Urban Meyer's probably regretting taking that Jacksonville job now. And I saw some I saw some reports on Twitter that like Meyer oh, people I saw are panicked. Too. Yeah. They're worried. He's he's over uh He gets too mad. He gets too mad and he's overanalyzing and he's being too meticulous with everything. And I guess in the NFL there needs to be a more laid back attitude that you don't have in college, which I think would it's check like out. You're but coaching he, adults. He's who coached are millionaires. one game with a rookie quarterback like i was seeing them before that the game though too i saw that too but hey respect to him though i mean imagine heading up to jackson or down to jacksonville and thinking that you could turn that around i mean nobody's been able to so far he's one game in like he won't turn it around now they were in the afc championship game what four years ago no stop (laughs) justin just said nobody's been able to turn it around they were in the afc championship game yeah but they didn't that team that's it everybody knew that they got lucky 
They beat the Steelers. You can't get lucky to beat the Steelers. It, it requires much luck to beat the Steelers. Oh, well, they gave that's, the Patriots that's everything the they could. That's the company line. There we go. They much gave the better. Patriots everything they could handle. Yeah, they beat the Bills by a touchdown, beat the Steelers by a field goal. So, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Bob Stoops going there would be crazy. Number one candidate, supposedly, is Luke Fickle, which fine by me. Yes, I would love that. It would be great. Please, give Luke Fickle the hell out of Ohio. Is that Cincinnati? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see him Supposedly this he is like waiting. He was waiting for the uh, the Ohio State job, but like that's how long ship sailed. You can't, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you can't wait. Ryan for that. Day just got here. Well, yeah, um, maybe there were some like rumors that Day may go in a. F- I don't know, but, but yeah, I could see that. But if you're Luke Fickle, you can't. You, Ohio, you can go, you can leave Ohio. You can leave USC for Ohio State if if that's what you want to do five years down the road. If that job presents itself to you, like it'd be huge news and everybody would be jaw dropping. But if you're at Cincinnati, you cannot say no to USC. All that to say, though, I do think the USC job is vastly overrated from a bunch of media members that think it's like one of the best jobs in the country. Is Ohio State a better mm-hmm. job than USC? I think USC? Ohio State is undoubtedly a better job than USC. Yeah, but there is a like USC can still become usc pretty easily by yeah. just their recruiting can you know? they though yeah i mean if you look over their years they are kind of how like so let's put usc in texas they're pretty similar right now the difference is is usc has done this a lot over their years they go from like we're the best team in america to five wins all the time like if you watch that trojan horse documentary it's like you had the O.J. Simpson years, and then they were terrible. And then you have really good years, and then the, the 90s, they were terrible. And then Pete Carroll comes back, and then they were terrible. Like, they are just a roller coaster ride of good and bad. So in it, so it's possible to go in and to recruit California and make out like gangbusters. Uh, there was a week before the season started, uh, the bosses at On3 and 24-7, within a day of each other, released these huge profiles about how every elite college f- football quarterback in the country is all from within like a 20 mile radius in Southern California. And USC has none of those quarterbacks. Like Matt Corral, DJ Ugalalele, JT Daniels, like those are all guys who are from that area. Now, granted, Daniels was at USC. He gets hurt. Slovis takes his job and then he transfers out. But like a lot of the top quarter, like all the talent is right there. Just Clay Helton wasn't getting him there. So, I, I think the thought is, let, go get somebody who can be the flashy guy who can recruit all these folks and what the riches flow with. It should always have, again, I, it's definitely a top 10 job. I don't think it's top five. They should be able to bring in pretty much whoever they want recruiting-wise. It's really rich talent base locally, but even nationally. That's that's one thing, though. Like They will never be able to recruit nationally like they used to when they were dominant just because the SEC wasn't what the SEC was the last time USC was what USC fans think it should be. The SEC has just moved up exponentially. Like Players would rather go play, not all of them, but they'd rather go live in Starkville for a couple years because you're playing SEC football than go live in L.A. and be a college kid out there. Not all of them, obviously, but that's – we're talking Mississippi State versus USC. What are the Alabamas and the Floridas and the LSUs of the world? It's just player. I, I think SEC schools recruit more nationally than USC has the ability to do, which is kind of a wild thing to say. Right, but you don't need to recruit nationally, though, if you're USC. You do to some extent. 
You do it. You do I mean, it to some extent. All their best teams yeah. brought in players from. But most of them, you know, it starts there. And if you it's just great get the to have base that on, base, it's great to have that base. No doubt about it. If you get the base on, then it gets you. Like, how quick could it be to be the best team in the Pac-12? Conference wouldn't team. be hard. Exactly. Yeah, I agree so, with like, that. And then, and then once you get to that point, then you can start recruiting nationally. And I think that's kind of what Chip Kelly's kind of. That's the step ladder he's climbing. I don't know if they can make it there or not, but 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 try. what I the one the all that stuff certainly debatable. Just kind of personal opinion and uh, it, winning cures everything. So if USC gets to win it again, you're right. They're probably going to be able to recruit nationally. But the one thing that worries me, and winning can cure this to some degree. I don't think USC is the show in town that people thought it was 15, 20 years ago, even if they got to be good. Like, they don't have fans, Roush. They don't have a lot of fans. Not anywhere like Penn State or Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson, and you could pretty much take in 10 out of 14 SEC teams that probably have more loyal and supporting fan bases than USC. That's in the SEC. Then you go to the Big Ten, you go to other conferences, you're able to probably get half of them. USC fans care about professional sports, and understandably so because you have two in basically every league out there. I think that may actually be accurate, that they've got two in every league out there. That's Um, accurate. Which is crazy. Absolutely wild. So – that's another thing. How many people, even if you get to be good, is that place ever going to be packed again? Probably not. So I, I think the fans have just kind of moved on from college athletics in a large degree. Now part of that also is like when's the last time USC or UCLA had a good team in anything? It'd probably be the ball UCLA team, which even then they well, weren't last packing. last year they did they, the Final Four run. They weren't packing Poly Pavilion. I was about to say last year maybe. Yeah, I mean – <laughs> but even last, well, last year's pandemic, so hard to get a crowd gauge on all that stuff. Right, right. But I'm talking from a fan's perspective. I think fans in L.A. don't care about college nearly as much. You did get the students that were partying for UCLA. Those were some fun videos, but, you know, those are students. Everybody likes to do stupid stuff. <laughs> all right, there's our thoughts on USC's opening job. But Mark Stoops' name not mentioned. If they take Fickle, we don't have to worry about Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Only, only a few teams I would worry about for Stoops anyways, and it's it's not either one of those two. Like Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, I can't see Ohio State pulling the trigger on him. Notre Dame be an awesome fit. He'd do really well there. The one I'd but keep an eye out on is James Franklin. For USC? Yeah. That'd be a great fit for him too. Yeah, because the, the, the relationship's getting Would you little... worry about Penn State with Stoops? Mm. <sighs> yeah. Maybe. Him and Levis just trade spots. <laughs> Brings Levis back to Penn State. <laughs> yeah, if you, and also, that that was my other big takeaway from listening to Levis talk, just like the way that Stoops and Franklin operate. So especially during camp, because some coaches are just like, we're going to make you do things forever, and then you it makes you hate football. Not Stoops. So you got the vibe that Levis enjoys a little bit more laid-back approach at UK than Penn State. Yeah, and they even alluded to it because, you know, they went to the Citrus – they played each other in the Citrus Bowl, Max and Levis, technically. And, uh, you know, during that time, they would do some bowl functions together in, like, you know, Penn State, very harsh, strict mm-hmm. curfew. Stoops, yeah, you know. Got to keep the players happy. As long as you're not doing what you're not supposed to be doing. Like, I'm not going to be your dad and, like, make sure you're in your room. Like, yeah. you're, an, you're an adult. Doesn't have to be your pop pop. And you know what? Kentucky won that game, so Yeah, suck it, Penn State. Yeah. Citrus Bowl champs. Woohoo! Take 20... that. Eighteen. Nin- no, Nin- nineteen. Nineteen. God, that, that annoys me so much. Gotcha. 
Uh, all right, we're going to go to a break, though. But before we do, i got to remind you what's going on at Genesis Diamonds. The biggest bridal jewelry showcase of the year is coming next weekend, September 24th, 25th, and 26th. You can see all the newest styles from Takori and Viragio. Enjoy special incentives and special financing. Ooh, incentives, eh? September 24th through the 26th. That's on Shelbyville Road, Genesis Diamonds. Give them a peek see. And tell them KRC sent you for a free beverage, like Vince Tyre, but not half off, all the way off. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. Bro, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up, how to turn your unwanted change into folding money. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Experts Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Remember, if you can't listen to the full two hours, seven to nine of KRC, we're on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kentucky Roll Call and it will appear and you'll be able to hear us. Remember, the replay on Big X Sports Radio goes 9 to 11. And we uh, love hearing from you on the text line, 502-414-1450. Keep them coming in, and we'll read them on air, which uh, we're a little bit behind on, Roush. But UK going to get a commitment tomorrow night. Uh, pretty ho-hum, right, Chris Livingston? Mm, just so your run-of-the-mill top. Yeah, some places top five. It, just whatever. I guess we'll take them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Man, pretty awesome. It's good to be back. And uh, he wasn't like planning on committing this early, so there's something rolling. And I, I, I think one thing we need to remember here is super classes. And I don't think Cal and even with Antigua and the staff, I don't think this is it's going to be as good as it is this year every year. Not that it can't happen again because we've seen this staff do some pretty remarkable – well, we've seen Orlando and, and Cal do some pretty remarkable things in recruiting before. We've seen Cal by himself without Orlando do some nice things, but this is going to probably be like in, unlike anything that they've done, period. Yep. One thing to remember, though, in this nil era, super, super classes are going to sell. Like, imagine, Ooh, imagine, and that would have been a total waste of money. So, crisis averted for Louisville and national. Uh, people looking for advertising. But, like, imagine the selling of the Super 6 at UofL. And that wasn't even a great class. But marketable, right? Yeah, hey, anyway, yeah. you can get the Super 6 to, uh, to to advertise for this pizza. What's the one that UK Pez hates? Toyota. Hey, uh, we're Toyota. Can we get the Super 6 all to have these different cars and, like, you know, be sitting in them and take pictures with them? Imagine what this class for UK is going to do. Toyota will never sponsor athletes in a new deal. <laughs> Ever. And you're dumb, dumb for even thinking it. But imagine with this one, when you actually have good players in the class, like four top ten guys. What company would not want to be like, hey, we need your freshman to endorse this? They'd be lining up to do it, Roush. Mm. And don't you think if you were like the number six-ranked player and you see three other top ten dudes and you start hearing about cha-ching, 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 wouldn't you be like, you know what, maybe I'll, be, maybe I'll join that? Because at the end of the day, it's still Kentucky. It's UK. Like, even if I get put on the bench or something like that, it's still Kentucky. And if I'm going to be getting money in this deal, hell yeah, I want to be a part of it. I really want Derek Lively. I'm being picky. UK gets Lively. 
Woohoo! To go with Sharp, Livingston, Wallace. Wallace is going to commit sooner than later, folks. And you already got Sky Clark, who's just chilling outside the top 10. Hope he doesn't feel too excluded from the rest of this group. But he's a member of it. It's nuts, folks. And the nil stuff's only going to keep bringing more and more cash in and better, better players in. Because why would you not? Why why would you not do that? I guess you can make the case, well, somebody else could go somewhere else and be like the star and get all the money. It ain't going to work like that. They can. Like a top 10 player should go get nil money wherever they go to school. But a super class, a lot more sellable. A lot easier sell, too. So keep an eye on that. It's just going to be absolutely stupid. Let's get back to the text line, 502-414-1450. Roush has never sounded more boomer than his cash rant. I don't care if I get more sales because it enables people who don't have to have cash to purchase. I don't want to lose that 3% of my fundraiser money. Sounds like something Kentucky's government would say. There's just certain settings that you should have cash in. Like I get, so when my buddy opened his barbershop, the previous one was cash only. Like that's that's a little silly because a lot of people, like you're trying to go to the barbershop in a hurry. Like when you're going, especially a sporting event or anywhere that you anticipate there being lines, cash is king. You just need to have it on hand. Well, Uval wasn't even accepting it. Yeah, I got very annoyed when I went to a Cincinnati Reds game. They wouldn't take my cash because it also gave me the excuse to charge tax on when you have a card, you can tack on the extra six, 17 cents or whatever. Cash, they're not going to do that. They're just going to, it'll be an even $12. The tax is built in. in. Exactly. This is annoying as hell when they tack that on. I wouldn't worry about 12 cents, Ralph. I'm not. I'm more annoyed that I can't just pay the cash and it's an even whole number. It's like when I go to the gas pump, I try to make it an even number. I think both places, or I think places should accept both. I go to some places that only accept cash. It's kind of frustrating because I almost always have to get cash out. But guess what? Go to the ATM two minutes later. Bada boom, bada bing, I'm in. little OCD, Ralph? That's just how I like to do it. It's a little old school. It's like uh, it was rare, but back when uh, you know I was driving, you had, I had $10 exactly to fill, put it in my gas tank. Man, but, thinking back to those days. Oof. Yeah. And that was, too, when I started driving, gas was like 330 That's true. $4 a gallon. It's crazy. Texture says, these fans need to stop being negative about a win. We said at the beginning of the year, we don't care how we win or by how much an SEC play. That win was huge, but just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's really... Again, we have to remember, we always do this. There are some miserable people that claim to be Kentucky fans, and you give them an inch of misery, and they will take a mile, and we will hear every single bit of it. So you got to remember that. We have to remember that for some bad times that will be coming up for this season. Hopefully they don't happen, but we there are some people that are just overly negative that claim to be Kentucky fans, and that's we got to we got to keep that in mind. But, I would I would also say that like a lot of the quote unquote negativity that is being referred to isn't really like it's. I think it's just talking about the game for the most part, and it's just how people phrase it. Like they don't know how to like. As you said, soft. There the is ball. some negativity, but I do agree with the, your sentiment. The, the, it's not over. UK fans are pumped. Fans. They're excited. They're happy. Yeah, about ninety yeah. percent. The fans have a right to nitpick, though. I mean, yeah, I think and all. I'm in, right with that. I think all in all, everyone's happy with the, the win, but you have the right to nitpick. Yeah, especially if you're going to games, you're a season ticket holder, you and that's that's why I love Stoops answering those callers directly. Is just because, like, good, you know, that this was a UK in the second half. 
Missouri was having too easy of a time completing passes. What happened? We should get answers on that. And it doesn't mean that it's like that Kentucky stinks or this is a huge failure, but it, it's fine to point out some flaws and wonder how those can be fixed. And I don't see an issue with that. You can't even make it from three feet, Justin. That was terrible. And basketball season's going to be a long one. Hey, by the way, eight weeks from today, basketball season. Cats versus Duke. Eight weeks from today. And, uh, but I, also, I don't necessarily agree that, like, we won't care how UK wins in any SEC game. We will to some extent, but UK found a way to get a win. Defense stepped up when they had to. Offense stepped up when they had to. I, the was, one, I was pretty happy with The it. one thing I, I haven't understood, though, are the folks who are like, why do we run the ball so much? Like, uh, did you see how well it worked? That, I that, haven't seen as much of that, but I'm probably probably a good thing because that would trigger me. Yeah, because it's like, Chris did, did, did Mark Stoops put the shackles back on Liam Cohen? And it's like, no, I don't know. He, he ran it six yards every time he touched the ball. Like, he just kept running the ball. Makes sense. Yeah. And then when they needed to throw it, they, they threw, it. threw it. And it worked. Goodness gracious. Hey, fellas, this is Brad from Bellbrook here. The last time I texted you, you guys were unsure where Bellbrook is. And rightfully so, as it's a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. Oh. Wonder if that would be like the equivalent of saying, like, I'm from Linden. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. I noticed quite a few people were upset that we didn't go up 28 to 7 before the half, but I'm personally glad we didn't. The game got closer than we had anticipated, which only gave our team some adversity. They had to fight through, and I would myself would rather go through some adversity against Missouri and be prepared for similar situations against the likes of Florida, LSU, and Georgia rather than facing uh, it for the first time against them. I'll see myself out now. It's a good way Great to look point, at it. Great point, Brad. Yes. Yeah, you don't cut off your nose to spite your face, right? But, but uh, that is a valuable. It's a good tr- point. That's a valuable truth that, that's of a how good it unfolded. Side effect, a good consequence. UK was cruising. Yep, got punched in the mouth, and what they do, they responded. Yeah, got a, that, That's good. That's a good point, Brad. Brad from Bellbrook, we appreciate you texting in. Texter says, my sister plays for Stanford Volleyball, and I haven't gotten to see her play in person yet. My fiance is on the UK volleyball staff. They play here in Lexington on Sunday. Both are already giving me hell about what I'm going to wear. What do you guys think? <laughs> White T-shirt. Listen, you didn't you didn't pick your sister, buddy. I, I would also just so you know, you didn't pick your sister. I would I would do the Stanford shirt, UK cap. I would if I would maybe put on a Stanford cap, but your fiance is on the staff. Well, this is your livelihood. Here's the deal, though: they're not married yet. If they were married, he's it, chosen to spend his life with. Her. Yeah, but if they were married, I would say Kentucky. The fact that it's his sister, I say, I say, rep Stanford. You Man. picked your fiance. You didn't pick your sister. I mean, if if she's gonna get that mad and doesn't want to be his fiance anymore, that's her problem. You're talking about your livelihood. It's in his best interest for UK volleyball to do well financially speaking. We'll you, say you you, you, uh, you deck yourself out in blue, and if your sister gets mad about it, well. I like Tell her to transfer. Craig Skinner was like, by God, we're playing every good team in the country. I don't know how well it's going to. Wisconsin game. They were, they went to four sets. UK lost a ton from it, That's what I mean. Like, it's it's, it's tough. But it's kind of ha- having to play those teams after you lost a lot. Now, granted, the first set, it was like 19-19, and then they just didn't score again. It's like, damn it. Uh, but they'll beat up on Louisville tomorrow night. It's at Louisville. Louisville's pretty good. Louisville could definitely win that game. No, no. Terry, Nobody has anybody going on. Those games are really fun to watch. It'll probably be sold out, though. Like, if you want to go, get tickets right now. Yeah, they don't do it at the Yum Center anymore, which is a smart call. That was so dumb. Yeah, and they're, they're, the way they have that arena set up is pretty cool. 
They they redid Cardinal Arena. I don't know what they call it now. It's sponsored by some bank, but it's a, it's a great place to watch a game. So that place would be crazy. The game's on ESPNU. Um, Stanford also really good at volleyball. They are. They're they, very they play, good. But that's the thing about volleyball is everybody just plays all the tough teams early on because it doesn't really matter. Like you'll see it's them true. in the tournament, yeah. and then you worry about conference play. Stanford's already played Minnesota, Penn State, Texas, Florida, Jesus. all ranked within the top twenty. Man. Uh, went <laughs> two, a, went two and two in those. It's a murderer's row. Yeah, went two and two in those games, and they've got Nebraska on Tuesday before coming to Kentucky. So. I was going to liken volleyball schedules to UK's basketball schedule. I mean, just test yourself early everybody in the year, and then you're it. then you're ready by the end of the year. Justin, how does it feel that Indiana is like the only team in the Big Ten that doesn't matter in volleyball? They, yeah, you're you're right on that. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Like, I'm I a, mean, they've had some decent years, but yeah, they're never like, one of the top teams. Most of the, yeah, like, who Purdue's cares? Really good. Screw the Hoosiers. I'm Kentucky volleyball baby. Yeah. yeah. I told you all. I'm I'm in with you on the little sports. The little sports, you except know, soccer, right? Yeah, not. He's got some really tall women. Oh, that's true. Oh, Bazinga. <laughs> Texter, that's a tough spot to be in, but play it right. You got it. You you live with your fiance. Go You'll Stanford. see your sister like at Thanksgiving, maybe. Also, I might know who this person is. Uh, yeah, just uh, I I would I would be happy just taking off the fiance a little bit too if it is who I think it is. <laughs> wow, she, she shots can, fired at the fiance. She can, she can deal with it. Uh, Texter says, "Is Justice Dingle hurt? I is just, that the crime fighting Dingle? No, it's not the crime fighting Dingle." I just don't know if he's good. Like I, that, I'm perplexed as well, because Jordan Wright gets hurt. JJ Weaver, you don't want to play him all the snaps, so they put KD McDaniel in, and that was like the third play he's played. So I just Dingle's nowhere to be found on the depth chart. I just I don't know if he's just bad or if he's hurt or what the deal is. Hmm. But maybe you could ask somebody. You would have thought that that would have been a place for him. Hey, did you hear about Kroger's VIP tailgate this weekend? Oh, they're serving beers? They're doing every uh, game. Yeah, I, they actually do serve beers, hmm. which is hilarious. Because, you know, UK's official sponsor tailgate. Go to town, buddy. But once you get through those pearly limestone gates. They need a power wash in those limestone gates, too. That, that was the thing. I love the idea to do limestone, but that there is upkeep there, folks. Yeah. Like I hope they realize that. It's not. I mean, they it's can't not, let this turn into Papa John's. Bad, don't call me Papa John's. Papa Murphy. But like, Stadium. if you look at the top of it, there you can see some of the water. You You'll know. get rain. Yeah. All you got to do is power wash those bad boys. Actually, I have no idea what you treat limestone with, but I'd start with the power washer. And if that didn't work, might hurt it. Good. Good. Like I said, I'm not a limestone expert. Got no clue. Roush, spill the beans on these special shorts being released Friday. Are you all in partnership with that? No. But they just are awesome shorts. Yeah, I found this out on my own last night. Nine nineteen is it? Nine nineteen something. Yeah, I forget what the name of the clothing brand is, but they released throwback vintage shorts, and they have a bunch. They have some for U of L that are pretty sweet. I think they've got some for your for your losers there, Justin, as well. But they're doing some UK ones on Friday from like the ninety three team. Well, they have them for they have a uh, a few different ones. So they have the ninety three ones that or no, those ninety five that had the the lines going mm-hmm. down. But they also have the ones that Duke wore in the or that UK wore in the Duke game. Those uh, they have a couple different designs. Oh, I'd only seen shorts. that they were only having the one. Oh yeah, they've got a couple. Sweet, I love old shorts. The only um, thing is, in the pictures, it looks like they are short shorts. Is that accurate? No, no, they're they're like normal size. I don't mind uh, short shorts. Short shorts making a comeback, but I don't want like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird short. 
back when they're heyday, and they do have those shorts as so, well. So, um, man, somebody sent me the teaser video. I can't find it, but and the one downer is they're seventy bucks for a pair of shorts. Seems a little steep. Seventy dollars for shorts? I'd spend it. It's a lot. It is a lot though. For shorts, like it's not. I guess they're paying for the licensing fee, so I'm sure that ain't cheap. Texter five zero two four one four says the Peyton and Eli broadcast is amazing. Yeah, we spent the first fifteen minutes, weirdly enough, talking about that <laughs> today. I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it. Lamar fumbled and then he fumbled again, says one texter. He really did. Yeah. He, man. And it, you know, like again, another thing of like why U of L media can't understand that we are laughing at them is that like you all can be Lamar fans and not be so over the top on it all. And then we won't like have kind of fun when he makes mistakes. Cause I don't think any UK fan really cares about Lamar. About that way. There you go. So they are a little shorter. I mean, they're above the knee, but they're not like. Yeah. They're not huggies, but they're not, they're not your John Wall, Eric yeah. Bledsoe shorts. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they're normal size short. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. I'm, I will be getting myself a pair. And some cool ones. Some really cool ones. Yeah. With the Lamar stuff, like we, I think most Kentucky fans wouldn't even care if, if you all didn't act like he was your God's gift to the NFL. Poor Teddy never gets any love. No, he gets plenty of love, but he's just not as good anymore, so they've moved on from him. Texter says, round of applause for all of you on the KSR football podcast last oh, night. Oh, wow. You did, a, you did a wonderful job making fun of UofL and the ACC. I told everyone forever that whether it's the Conference USA, Big East, or now the ACC, UofL ruins every neighborhood they move into. Thanks for referencing my text last night. Wow. Somebody oh. a big fan? I would say maybe send that to the uh, KSR football podcast text line next time. <laughs> if local if local Louisville sports media hasn't been a bunch of whiny or excuse me willing butt slappers, I guess either word would apply. <laughs> Rodian slip for George Patino and Petrino. Perhaps this train wreck could have been avoided a long time ago. No tears for U of L. Suck at cards. I do have tear uh, not literal tears, but I do feel bad for some U of L fans. Imagine just UK being. A black hole of embarrassment for six years. Six years, Roush. Man. It'd be tough. One NCAA tournament win. It'd be tough. And people don't, I mean, U of L fans know it, but like they have their fan base has dwindled. Yeah. It's not what it was. Now, again, winning can bring things back, but 39,000 at your football season opener is mm, not, not great. That would have been good back in 2001 when the, it was a 40,000 seat stadium, but now you're like 64, 65, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, you're more than Kentucky and you're proud of it, right? Rutherford was being on it. He was like, God, I just hate that, like, the spot that we will never have fans is where that Adidas logo is. Like, the painted, you know, <laughs> yeah. they painted the seats, the Adidas. He's like, We're never going to have fans cover that up. So we'll see it each and every game. Did you hear his rant on the text line yesterday? I did hear that. I did. I, I reached out to oh, him. We wow. got we got text drama, and I knew that we would. <laughs> because when I'm in my office and I'm sitting there and I've got big exports radio on uh, throughout the day, because there's local content, national, it's just a perfect blend of radio throughout the day on the big exports radio. I will send text over that our podcast listeners are so kind to send, but Rutherford gets a lot of tweets or texts into the show himself from 3 to 6. So from 3 to 6, I was going through and sending some KRC text over. But I'd clicked through a lot of the U of L ones. Rutherford oh, wasn't happy because he lost his spot. Although all it did was change it from non bold to bold. 
he didn't really care about it. And and I should have probably been more aware that he was doing a show and that could have been distracting. But we have text we have text drama. I do we like got text though, that or beef. You, you Don't will, send in your text three to six or put a big like KRC next send to it. In your, like, you got some downtime? I'll send some text over. <laughs> I just love how his his reasoning was. I got I'm gonna go in in the morning and delete them before you can see them because that's the only time Louisville can beat Kentucky at anything. <laughs> oh, that's a nice little callback too. <laughs> yeah, it is. In baseball. Yeah. yeah, it is. That is that is pretty funny. Um, I. <laughs> Yeah, if you could put a kerosene in front of it, it it could help. It could help. A texter says, "If the or uh, good morning, folks. I appreciate when someone invites a fan base to a tailgate and actually knows where the tailgate's at. Now we have a Hoosier dingus and a Wildcat dingus. Have a great day, all. UK Pez. Oh, UK Pez. I told you the wrong spot. My bad. Uh, no, really, it was just that was just a brain fart. Although oh, gate it, three and a half is right there. It, it was funny though that Terry was like, yeah." So I realized today it wasn't Gate Three. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even the, the first. Is, wasn't even the first game. I, I that went I did along that. with it too, like the whole time. That's fine. You know, whatever. It's Gate Four, folks. Yeah, it's in between Gate Four and Three and a Half. That's on me. So, but although, kind of worried. I don't know when I'm getting back to the game. Yeah, it's getting. It's about go time. For I'd baby. love to just go up Saturday, leave at like ten fifteen, not make it. You know, yeah. and just park, go in, watch the half, and then just enjoy a nice Saturday driving on sixty four. I uh, don't think it's going to happen, though. And then Florida LSU, it seems, doesn't seem overly likely. And that's all right. But uh, may have some tickets to give away, which would be good news, mm. I guess. Could be good news. I love those news. Should games. be a nice, should be a nice Love the game. noon game. You yeah. can just have your whole day ahead of you, do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Guys, I hesitate to do this, but what the hell doing it anyways? Despite whatever Facebook nonsense you may have seen, AOC is not rich. Google it. Her disclosed assets are less than 31000 student loan debt as higher, higher. Sorry again for the political nonsense, but the level of internet BS is staggering these days. Yeah, I'd text her whatever the internet says. I'd assume every politician's rich. Like, I mean... It's probably safe to say. It's a good right? assumption. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure as a U.S. legislator, she gets a six-figure salary. That is not Yeah, poor. right, right. Doesn't mean you're filthy rich. Right, right, yeah. There's a difference between, like, it's it's like the difference in millionaire's row. Like, people in millionaire's row, that's new money. And people also do forget taxation you know? is theft. So, there's that as well. Texter says, Justin, just replay, <laughs> Justin, just replay Nick's description of that scene in Varsity Blues on repeat for 90-ish minutes. Just as much of a waste of time as watching the real thing. Oh, come on. It's a great movie. Man, oh, might not check it out now. Although that whipped cream bikini thing was okay, says the texter. Yeah. Now I might watch it. Yeah. Shout out Allie Larder. You... Life goes on if you don't watch it. But yeah. it's 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 great sophomore humor. But it is it's yeah. a funny little football movie. Yeah, All right. yeah. Again, I, I think the it. scary movie of sports football movie is the perfect way. If to I get it. lucky and get some time, I'll check <laughs> it out. It's just a transplant. It's just that unlike scary movie, it actually kind of takes itself seriously a little bit. It just really plays in all the tropes. It does. Which I love. Yeah. Scary movie has some spooks. Eh, true. Maybe true. Like one. Uh, Texture says, uh, "Oh, it's Robert. The worst hey, Robert. part of this U of L concession chaos is Mitch has another excuse to not sell beer. He'll find a way to spin it in his favor somehow." Well, I will say, if it goes, things could go really poorly Friday night, and there could be some incidents and people being frustrated. And if they feel like their stadium's falling apart, I could see uh, 
I could see things kind of turning ugly at Cardinal Stadium. Now, all that being said, you're right, Robert. It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. Things could yeah. like go perfectly, and Mitch, you're right, would still find a way to spin it. So, um, he does not like alcohol. What a poop show. UofL concessions turned into a full-fledged barter system. Saw a guy trading in a fur pelt for Crown Royal. <laughs> oh, good. Somebody told me that the reason that they took the people out of the – I just do not believe this for a second. The reason they took the people out of the stands, like the vendors in the seats at UofL games, because they said too many people were like – Harassing them or no, something? No, they were like – they were stealing cash and not like returning the money back that they needed to. Oh, there was a guy who was that. Yeah, that happened. There was a dude who, like, I want to say it was like eight hundred or a thousand dollars or something. That was that was a story. Did he like, just dip out of there. Like Rocket Man steals money. Like he just gotcha. he pocketed all the cash he got. What's they like? But I just feel like they'd have all your information to have be employed, so they'd instantly be able to find it out. But I have thought about that. Those people that have like fifteen hundred dollars on them walking up and down steps, like who's to stop them from just being like, I, I'm out of here. I won't get my paycheck for today. That's fine. I'm, I'm I came off ahead. Interesting. All right. I didn't think that was actually a thing. Texter says, John here. Hey, John. Good morning, guys. Hey, you all, I need some P's and T's yesterday. I hurt my ankle in a pickup game at the Y. I went to make a oh, block no. and came down and heard a pop. Anyways, where do you guys rank Coach Stoops in the coaching ranks of the SEC? Got to go talk to you later. I'm really worried about you, John. John, Heard that's pop. not – Pop's not good. Mm. Uh, SEC coaching ranks, I would probably have him in the top five, I think. Oh, no, yeah, he's definitely top five. I don't think that's even like a U.K. butt slapper. I would, I would put Saban. I would probably put – probably put Jimbo ahead of him. Jimbo's won the national title. You have to. You got to. And then I would maybe say Mullen third because he what he did at Mississippi State for so long. Mullen can suck it. But, yeah. I would put Kirby Smart over him. And then Stoops. That's probably my order. I'm so putting he's Stoops over Mullen. He can suck it. Oh. So I got him fourth. I do hate Mullen, though. Although, I um, hate saying I do like Drinkwitz. I think he's going to be better before. Go somewhere else, buddy. Get the hell out of Columbia. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Texter says, Lamar balling like it's 2016. Ah, that's good stuff. Roush, I too listened to the Levis Pennant Deep podcast. How funny was Duffy's shower skin joke? I was dying. Oh, I was not. That was like, uh, why? not only did he, he definitely planned it out well in advance, but it was a little uncomfortable. It was good, but it was like a little. Guess that's a nice little tease for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Best golf brand on the market? Depends what you're talking about. Nike. Nike. Uh, t- I mean, title. You're talking probably. shoes, foot joy for sure. Talking balls, Bridgestone. You could probably beat me right now. I haven't played oh, in a God, while. No. I haven't played oh, well. No, my game. I, play. I have zero confidence. My game's horrible. Should be the last hot day of the week. Stay lubricated. <laughs> Going back and watching the first two games, one thing that stands out to me is that Dare Rosenthal always seems to be the first man there celebrating with a teammate that made a big play. And Mitch better build, a stu- build, better build Stoops anything he wants right now or he won't be here much longer with the success he had. That's one thing we didn't bring up today. He's Stoops is not being shy about the indoor facility nope, anymore. And good. Stoops, keep keep saying it. And if you're a football-loving Cats fan, you should be, you should be parroting Stoops' comments. And uh, let's open up that pocketbook, Mitch. I swear, Mitch Barnhart, if you were to do anything to ruin the good the good momentum UK football has right now, I won't do anything, but I won't be happy about it. Nope, not happy. We won't let you on KRC anymore, buddy. Yeah. 
out of here. Texture says low six figures in DC is like making minimum wage. AOC is broke as a joke, but not bad on the eyes. If you legitimately think AOC is broke, you're delusional. Also, like we were just making fun of the Met Gala. We did not need AOC tax. <laughs> like that's what makes like politics people are the worst. Like people take on. it like teams. I mean, yeah, we it's can not, say no. Like some people suck. On your team. Oh, don't even get me started. Jeez. All right, we're out of time. Everybody have a good day. This is uh, everybody love everybody. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roll Roush, go. Justin Kalen. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll be back 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs>